everybody. Welcome back to the Big Mark Podcast. This is me, your host, Big Mark. Uh, if it's your first time listening, welcome. If not, welcome back. Uh, like we always say, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please um, hit the bell for notifications so you know when the next video comes out and um, subscribe to the channel. Um, I know it doesn't take too much, but if you like the podcast, please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really helps us spread the word, like and share, do all that good stuff. If you want to, if you want to ever reach out to us, check out us, check us out on our uh, Instagram, uh, big at the Big Mark Pod or our Twitter at the Big Mark Podcast. You can reach us there if you want to hear a new episode or give us any any feedback, so to speak. Um, and then if you want to donate to the podcast, check out our Patreon, patreoncom Pod. Um, it's been a while since I've had a guest on, so I'm super excited um, to have two. Behind the behind the uh, camera here to start, as uh, it's been a long time, our OG producer, Christian Obino. Hey, oh, hey, oh, what's going on? What's up, brother? He's behind the cam, and then, of course, in front of the cam, we've got Mr. Jack Williams. Yes, man. Yeah, Welcome back. The boys, yeah. the, the boys, boys are back. The trio. Nice. The boys back are back in town. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> it's lonely on this couch sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't been on mic or hearing my voice and headphones for some time. It's interesting, eh? Like, mm-hmm. I find with the, like, because... Well, Christian knows we didn't start with headphones. Nope. Because I only had one pair. <laughs> right. So we were like, if if I don't want to just be the only one wearing the headphones, I want the guests to be able to wear them too. And I want Christian to be able to wear them. So mm-hmm. until we were able to get three or at least two, because we do, we do all the solo ones too, um, I don't want to, I don't want to rock the headphones. But as soon as we did, shout out Auntie Sheila. I don't know if you're, if you're listening or watching. But uh, she hooked it up with the Elon McQuaid's gift card. I think it was a birthday Killer. present. And I bought new headphones with Great it. Great gift. And uh, yeah, it's always, nice. it's always nice to get gifts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, um, shit. Yeah, but uh, no, again, thanks, Auntie Sheila, for, for rocking us because now we're all in each other's heads. Yeah, man. It's very like it keeps the, the conversation kind of like, again, it's like hard to be distracted right because you're like it's like you're listening to each other there's no like you're in the ear right there's no like weird no it's smart i think it's good investment and that's like what you continue to do with the pod as well Mm -hmm. so as i was saying the other day like multiple episodes now just i know flowing by the week how many yeah almost at 100 holy shit i know right this would be this is gonna be 77 77 yeah killer well done yeah thanks i know like um Again, we were talking about like, you know, all, all basically all of our endeavors here, like mm-hmm. whether it's it's cinematography, whether it's painting, um, painting whether it's business acumen of any type. Mm-hmm. The only way to do it is to do it like it's like, you know, big things happen. like you have to be there for the big things to happen. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like they're always going on. Chances happen. You know, things go by, but you have to be like in the moment and ready for it. You can't really be like. Oh, I'm gonna wait till something happens, or you know, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. like, you know, like accumulate a bunch of stuff first, and then one day when the timing's right, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. just release it. And it's like mm-hmm. you can't really do that because yeah, no, I'm I'm better at it these days. Like of being behavior first. Like Andrew Huberman is a big one on that, um, explaining it of like how yeah. you can't wait for like the emotion to do things Here. or like the like motivation runs out sort of thing as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I find I was like a, like a lot of people, big dreamer, like lots of things going on, lots of ideas. 100%. But then until you're like just doing it and just trying it, it's not, 
I don't know. It's not that it's not real, but it's just uh, why not start? Because uh, you'll you'll end up solving a lot of things that you're gonna have to face eventually. So as you say, you're better off just being in it, doing it. Well, and and that's how you're gonna get better at at mm-hmm. like well at least at, in our kind of artistic endeavors anyway. Or it's yeah. more so like you're not really gonna know if if it works until you actually do it and put it out there and see people's reactions and mm-hmm. see, see how people like it and see if it sells and see if whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you like, that's how I think many people are kind of held back and they have dreams and they have aspirations. They want to do this. They want to do that. And again, they're just waiting for that perfect moment to finally strike and they're waiting for that miracle to happen. And sometimes it happens, but sometimes, you know, again, you almost have to be, already in it you know it's almost like with with any artist or like you know all these podcasts we listen to with stand-up comedians they basically mm-hmm. say you don't really make it as a stand-up com- or like become any type of successful as a stand-up comedian till about like 10 years in mm. yeah right which is probably yeah. like the like ten thousand hour mark it's or whatever yeah. whatever you want to call it it's usually about 10 years and i mm-hmm. think that's a fairly good rule of thumb for probably any anything yeah just to remind yourself of that like because again you can jump dramatic amounts in a couple of years a couple of weeks a couple of yeah. days yeah. but yeah if you just have that reminder of like it's probably going to take you at least a decade to become decent at what you do and it's it's odd in today's day and age because there's so many like really young super successful people like really young like i'm talking like mm-hmm. teens yeah yeah, yeah yeah like with tiktok but, and stuff and it's like it's giving a really false impression of yeah. what you need to do to actually be yeah. Famous, if that's what you want to be. I mean, famous is can mean a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But, um, again, like, there's that weird thing that's happening nowadays. And, I mean, it was starting to happen, like, when I was a kid, it was starting to happen when you guys were younger, too. Um, it's like an influencer generation thing, you mean? Or just, just like, just like just there's always been, like, young, yeah, yeah, yeah. successful people. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but now, because of social media and everything, we have full view of it. And then because of TikTok, as a direct result, or even like Twitch or mm. even YouTube, we we, ha- we can literally see that people can do a certain thing and, and be really successful. Like even take this podcast. It's not obviously the most popular podcast in the world. Uh, I'm amongst many that are very popular, though, and are very successful. So it's like a medium that potentially is, mm-hmm. is popular. And then with all the band stuff, it's cross-pollination, whatever, whatever. But it's a very small percentage of whatever anyone's doing that is actually like near the top. Sports is the same thing. Like it was always this weird, like right. that's the NCAA, that's how the NCAA ran for years until they started allowing sponsorships was, Hey, you might make it pro. Hmm. So we'll, we'll pay for your school. Um, but that's fucking it. You better give us everything you got hmm. for this team. We don't care what else, um, until you get hurt and then, and then see ya. Yeah. And then the chances of you making it are literally one in a hundred. Uh. Like it's a one less than one percent of the NCAA actually make it pro, but they promise you the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, sure, I'll sign my life away. You know, you can pay for my schooling or whatever, and that's it. Yeah. Which is nothing to them. As you break your body and give everything you got, and then then all of a sudden these people are fucking done, like for the rest of their life. Yeah, the athlete journey's insane. I mean, and it's, I like, think it's I I've always it's probably a common theme in this podcast, but I've always likened that. To yeah, any yeah. artistic, it's it's like art. For sure. What were we gonna say there? Um, just okay, again yeah. the the run of like the athletic journey and the concept of having to put so much discipline and commitment to to something to an identity, um, to a practice, and mm-hmm. then 
there being a clear end to that, but you don't know when that day comes. Again, like every athlete knows one day I will stop being an athlete. And but, but it is that at 26, 25, right. or is that at like, you right. know, you see is the it fuckers. Like first year, first game. Right. Yeah. Right. Or is Could it be. never until you're like 85 and you're running on the beach and you slip on a shell yeah. and you fucking twist your ankle and that's the first injury you've ever had. Right. It's like you can't allow the thought or worry of an of like a reality right. to put you there too early, I suppose. You know what I, I mean? I know like exactly what you mean. Every, but if every athlete or every musician was like, ah, it's going to come to an end. Why bother? And that's the thing I mean, is that. Like growing up yeah. as an athlete, growing up, like being a child, uh, playing sports, literally my entire my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, never once did that thought enter your enter my mind, and never once mm-hmm. did anyone fucking think to be like, "Hey, one day you're not going to be an athlete anymore," mm-hmm. because exactly. I'd probably be like, "Well, why the fuck am I doing this?" Right. Right. So yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. craziest thing with athleticism in the world of sports when does that is nuts come because play? it's like this weird microcosm of life. Anyway, again common theme on this podcast but athletics the world of sports if you will exists inside reality it's it's its own reality in a sense right um where and what i mean is there's different rules you know again people suspend a lot of disbelief about like what the human body is capable there's weird shit in sports with like buying and trading and selling people right. and there's like you know there's all kinds of weird shit and measuring people and like the macho shit and like the weird like playing when you're hurt and like you know giving yourself and like there's a we we really really um what we uh what we put on a pedestal or what we celebrate in sport is very different from what we celebrate in life. Like if like, mm-hmm. again, my whole fucking life, my whole basketball or football career, everyone's like, be more aggressive, be more aggressive, be tougher, mm. be tougher. And then I got to go with the life and be gentle. You're huge. Know your strength. Don't yeah, be so yeah. rough. Blah, blah, blah. You're aggressive. I'm like, what Back the fuck forth. is going on? Right. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. because it's two different worlds and I can't go out like I'm playing a football game right. to a regular life. To just the street. Yeah. No yeah, matter yeah. what, there's mm-hmm. not going to go down right. No. I'm going to fucking freak someone out. Someone's going to fucking just step call the poe. It's going to be yeah. assault because mm-hmm. it that's what football is, is fucking pure assault. So again, there's a lot of suspension of rules that are normal in reality. So anyway, I guess you could say the same thing with art, but not really. It exists in reality just like anything is more or less the same rules. The moment of creation and the moment of art is whatever. But again, um, yeah, the life of the the life of the athlete, as we were saying, is is akin to the same thing, but it's outside and the the effort and, and time and all the stuff that you put into becoming an athlete, mm-hmm. you could never do if someone at any point was like, hey, this might be over. I mean, like once yeah. you got to university and shit, most of the people were like, all right, this is probably the end. This is the end of the line. It's a pretty good level. We got pretty high. Not everyone's like, I want to be pro. Not necessarily in mm-hmm. the States. I'm talking more like yeah, my yeah, experience yeah. in like Canada. It's like, okay, this is re- more or less the highest level of sport in Canada. Mm. I'm pretty happy with this. When it's my when it's my fifth or sixth year, if I manage to do some grad school, I, I'm going to ha- I'm gonna celebrate my last year. I'm going to celebrate right. my last game. And it's going to be great. Yeah, like the, the athletes be like the athletes join the athletic at that point where it's like people would describe themselves as athletic. Sure. I'm an active person. Mm-hmm. Sure. But to be an athlete totally. is a different commitment. That's different interesting. Different lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, sure. I agree. like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting conception of like, a choose your profession, I guess, is like athlete 
musician, whatever it is, is like at what point and like under what like frame do you mm-hmm. define athlete, athletic, musician, mm-hmm. like music, interested in philosophy? Like again, fucking yeah. How how far does the line like turn over and crack? of like your identity and who you could be. What's what's craziest too is how it's viewed in like society, like how people view athletes. Mm. Like there's like this like presence to them. There's this character even on campus at Western, I mean at Mac, yeah. right? Like you can see either with, yeah. with like the bags, there's like a distinction between them and everybody else mm-hmm. because they have the exact same bag. Yeah. It doesn't matter what sport you have. It's the same Nike check mark mm-hmm. with your number with and your like, sport. With yeah, like, yeah. And totally. like, and then like underneath like a little thing of like what sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But like it's like a cleared like distinction for sure between them and everybody else. So yeah. as, as guys an that didn't play like and earn for right? sure, like, like there's things. this like held like, yeah, I got mm-hmm. this, this is this, what it is. And there's this like sense of like respect and just how it is when they're like walking around for sure. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, it, it definitely falls like hand in hand to the fact of putting in that time and putting in that yeah. effort, right. And putting in blood, sweat and tears into what it is. Yeah. So I think it's like owed, right. In a sense. And, yeah, it, and they're so. kind of like, I guess you could say the, you know, because really, if I guess if you look back in history, the breakdown of how we kind of do things, like what humans do kind of thing, has has more or less been the same. You know, like there's been leaders, there's been, you know, like the general public, there's been knights, there's been warriors, and there's yeah. soldiers we have today, and then there's athletes. And they kind of fall in that weird, like, warrior kind of thing. And especially nowadays, we really appreciate, like, the... Uh, the warrior monk kind of thing, right? It's like that mm-hmm. whole Aubrey Marcus thing. Yeah. And you ha- and the only two ways you can be like a legitimate warrior is like be a fighter mm-hmm. or an athlete of probably any type or mm-hmm. legitimate soldier. So they fall in this weird category of like, again, they exist in another world. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like the military. It's this other, it's this other world. And people are like, which is fascinating, man. It's almost like you can think about it like as this, these different dimensions existing co- simultaneously mm. or even like, and then there's rich people too that live on a whole other planet. Like have you ever, all this shit happening with the Kardashians because they're so crazy rich now. They can't, they forgot how to be human. Garth Brooks is the same. Like yeah. he's like, what's oh, a carton? Oh, what's sure. a carton of milk worth? Yeah. Like 30 bucks. I don't know. Like he's just like yeah. so out of touch, Brooks, like man. never had to worry about shit. And it's the same thing with mm. Kendall, not knowing how to cut a, a cucumber mm. or like they're going to the, I, th- I didn't even watch it. I just saw a headline that, that apparently they went to a grocery store and were like chirping. I don't know. Anyway, but this is what happens. People lose touch. And you either stay in it, like athletes either stay in sport, they become coaches, they become broadcasters. Mm. Academics is the same thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You stay a oh, teacher, yes. you stay sure. tenured, yeah. and you're just in it and you're in it and you don't actually mm. cross <clears throat> over into real life. So mm. again, we have these people who you know, exist, exist in their own, in this own kind of world, athletics, all they're thinking about is the next game. What did I eat today? When my next training thing is blah, blah, blah. Mm. They're walking by you in this world and we're going like, you know, life is happening and there's like real shit happening. And like, man, like I can't tell you the fucking things I used to like miss for sports Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even a question. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, I can't go on that trip. I got yeah. I got whatever. Oh, I can't go here. I can't go there. Can't go to the family, whatever, because we've gone forever. But I got sports now. And there is a missed attention to how much like any sort of shout path. out Arizona. Shout, shout out. out. Almost the longest stable. Which one is which one? Stable flavor. 
I got ginseng green tea. green tea. The best. It's Arizona stable mm. coin. 99 cents always. Yes, almost. <laughs> no, not anymore. They fucking bust that shit up. Dollar thirty, dollar forty. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> everywhere. Ever since Luna. All at once. Oh yeah. my god. Boys. So, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's so I tried we we right. all saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 all saw it. How how many times have you rewatched it? Have you had an opportunity? Uh, like you said, you saw it twice. At I've least. seen it twice. Yeah, I've seen it one more time after. Me too. So we've all seen it twice now. Yeah. Anything you caught on the second time? Uh, yeah, I caught okay. a lot of the. So maybe I don't know if anyone's not seen this movie anywhere, yeah. everywhere, all the time. I guess it's a quite spoiler frankly. Alert. If you don't want to know about the movie, skip skip forward. this part of the podcast. T- I want to talk about it. <laughs> right? Yeah, and we're gonna get deep into oh, it because it's heavy, and it's gonna it's take just... us into tangential realms. So just come along with us. We're not gonna ruin anything for anybody. Basically, we're gonna enhance. Basically, we're yeah. gonna enhance. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Um. Uh, I noticed just like a lot more, um, of course, like the foreshadowing, like suggestions of what the rest of the movie was going to come to. But yep, I liked at the same time how there was, again, it's just that filled of a movie. Like mm. I'd be watching Pat. the top left instead of the top or the bottom right, like the first time. And it's like completely different. Or I like looked at the one part where it's like fucking ancestral line mm-hmm. yeah. and I like looked away the first time. Like right. I blinked, I like moved my eyes. Whereas this time it was like, I'm not looking away from this. Right. Uh, should have fucking um, epilepsy warning and shit. For <laughs> yeah. sure. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah, killer. It's again, like you spoke about it, Christian, like uh, it reaches into like days after. Oh, like it's psychedelic. Yeah. I don't know how many times, like how. I don't know if I felt like that after watching a movie in a long time. Oh man, that was the first time I think. Uh, other than, um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's what's it. going on. Yeah, exactly, that's, right that's it. We just shifted right there. <laughs> yeah, do yeah. something weird, bro. Right, we're in a whole yeah. new world. I gotta switch, switch my shoes. Yo, which verse are we on? Who knows the alpha verse? <laughs> Ask me, man. I'm talking um, about gifts and shit. Oh my goodness. Which verse are we on? That's alpha verse yeah. shit. Yeah, just insane. But you were saying, sorry. Um, what were we saying? The movie's fucking insane. Like, like we never felt like that coming from oh, movies. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, there great. was only really one one other movie that kind of made me feel that way. And mm-hmm. I think it more had to do with like the ambience and the music really played a huge part in it. Okay. But Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was one that, that was well. that was huge for me. That Did you see that in theaters? That. Did you see Interstellar? No, okay. I didn't. I did not. Me neither. I think I might have. But that was one where I had to pause. Ooh. through parts and we be like wa- it's we heavy. watched that around what? the same time yes we talked about it yes and it's like true. it was jack mentioned it to me fucking insane because I, oh, I think you mentioned it when we were here for sure and then i went home and i watched it right? okay yeah and i definitely. just remember being like yeah that like again i went and like painted because of that movie and was like oh like i've i was tripping balls while being <laughs> sober as shit watching a movie by myself on my couch and then again yeah um very similar influence, like in a very different way, though. But the amount of imagination and creativity animated, that goes right? into yeah. and like scientific, even scientific creativity that goes into trying to put time in the third dimension, because mm. that's essentially what they did at the end. If no one's seen Interstellar at the end there where he's yeah. like hitting the books. Yeah. Labyrinth and shit. Yeah. That's Incredible. supposed to yeah, be yeah. time visual visually represented which is technically impossible right because it exists outside the third dimension of like objectivity or whatever the fuck uh but 
it's suggest and this is a very good this is a very distinct possibility because we we have actually ex- discovered like at least 12 dimensions that there are beings that exist outside those dimensions and are able to see time as a, a visual dimension mm. and then and therefore like um, manipulate it so like which is wild because again we don't we we see ta- we see time as we see time everyone knows how we see time right it's linear we kind of have an idea that there has been a, a past but realistically we don't mm. yeah <laughs> like if you really think hard you only know the past exists because of like right now mem- memories. memories which are fallible right yeah and suggestible Cam- and like trusted. camera shit and like technology mm. technology now mm. has been able to like show us memories legitimately memories they call yeah. them on facebook yeah. but <clears throat> shit well i mean that was the wild thing as well about interstellar was how he gave himself the technology again interstellar fucking spoilers um yeah, yeah. it's all spoiler like, alert i should just put that in the disclaimer the that description like, of the podcast spoiler the alert fact that, like, on he, any movie ever yeah. <laughs> we like movies now yeah now now um Fucking only had a couple suggestions from Big Mark. Um, the sense that like he gave himself the technology that was technically invented and like well into the future by his daughter, right? Who he communicated with and vice versa the whole time. So, the yeah, trippy the touch of like how technology can like develop and exist, like that's another touch of everything everywhere all at once, where like again the fact that she's like jumping with the headset and like has to do with something weird, like, or any of the characters had to do something weird to jump and to find their new ability. And Mm -hmm. it was so crazy where I was like, Oh wow. Like the technology that could be like found in between there Mm -hmm. where like, again, she was existing in like multiple Mm. right Simultaneous uh, simultaneously and having to like focus. And it was Mm -hmm. this incredible touch on like the reality that you, like suggest in your to yourself right. you can get lost in as well where she's like oh, what is it the one part where her like um mentor or whatever is like don't get distracted by hmm. like the other verses like because uh, you can get like fucking mind jumbled or whatever yeah exactly like too, too many at once or whatever it is mm, right yeah yeah like whatever the, i forget exactly what they called it too but yeah, I think that whole idea of the like, probability mm. is crazy too. Mm-hmm. Like how, like so, um, for anyone who's still listening who hasn't seen it, um, essentially the whole idea is that this multiverse exists with all these simultaneous universes where we all exist in them, each one of them, mm-hmm. and the one universe in existence found a way to be able to move through each one and basically and the science is really cool like the sci-fi part of the movie is actually really cool and that's one one part i'd like to like look at even further and be like what did they actually because they like kind of described they kind of described it like i think the directors did a really good job at not over explaining it because it could get it can lose a lot of people and it can get too freaking sciencey but they did kind of a good job and like spend some time explaining what actually happens in the movie. So again, I'll, I'll have to watch it again <laughs> and try and figure it out. But the whole idea of that, it's like a prob- probability is what actually keeps you in, in a particular universe. Like your attention or your focus, I guess is what it would really be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like somehow that actual, like knowing you're in a certain universe is just like this weird attention thing. Mm. 
or are they suggesting that like we we actually are everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. that we that in those moments like in a dream or something where you're doing something you're actually in that universe like maybe that's the suggestion and like how like each choice can affect it in such a dramatic way totally and Mm -hmm. i think that showed in like all possible scenarios and that that moment when that choice is made Mm -hmm. is when you split off right like instant crack like literally you turn you try to turn you turn right instead of turn left but a piece of you keeps going for sure. Uh huh. It, it it's there's your still another possibilities. Version, let's say that exists there. Yeah. Like, very soon. Well, you I always know? used to. S- and then it's like, how does that plane? We are. We are we're looking at London. Yeah, by we're, the way, we are uh, looking at London. Sorry, everyone. The bridge with water and the tower um, in it. Yeah, but Big Ben, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the Tower of London. Tower no, of London. Big Ben is the it's bell. Oh, okay. Mm. Same thing. Nice. Nice. What's that bridge? London Bridge? No. Um, it's a different bridge. No, I think that would be London Bridge because Tower Bridge is like And then the there's Amsterdam. The top. There it is. Quick switch. Let's Boom. go. First switch now. So again, we're just, street. this is probably weird for everyone listening and even everyone watching, we, we have my, like, our, our monitor up here where we usually have our facts, but we're going facts list today. Um, <laughs> and it's just like Google images, like throwing up random shit, so. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> We're getting distracted. Yeah, just side, side piece there. <laughs> but to places, relate. all the places you can go. And yeah. Again, like, again, I've always used to, and like, I used to say this all the time too, like choices. Choices are what get us to anywhere in life. Mm-hmm. Every single thing, it's a choice. You choose to do one thing, you choose to do another. You choose to let something bother you, you choose to let something fucking roll off your back, whatever. It is a choice. Anything is a choice. And... I think we, again, it's our perception of time. We don't really understand mm-hmm. the fu- how the future really works. We only have the past to kind of guide us, but the past shouldn't necessarily guide us because it's <clears throat> going to change. Mm. So it's actually really well, hard to use the past as a guide for what the future is. It's a, it's a guide in the sense of if we made a mistake, try not to do that again. Right, but right. in no way is it a roadmap for like what we should do in the future. So the yeah. possibilities are truly endless and they are at a moment to moment basis. But that's how our physical being works because right. we that's how we perceive time. Right. I think that that like raises an interesting part about the movie of where she like could experience like one, the reward of certain existences, but then like the mistakes of them as well. Mm-hmm. And how that would then like because she could be aware of the like multiple places that she like perceived to exist she could then bring that um, back into mm-hmm. like her normal reality, if you will. You know what yeah. I mean? Where she was like talking to her like husband right. when they were like rich. Right. And then that was influencing their behavior when they were owning the laundromat. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, like again, rolling back around to like, as you said, the choices is just vast. Yeah. I think, insane. I think one thing that's kind of crazy is like how it, for me um intuition came up a lot Mm. like it was almost like like these choices and these multiple possibilities like um what is the sense of like feeling of like you know following like a sense of like urgency or like a Mm. you know being in like a situation and knowing in your gut that something's not right like does that have any like correlation to any of that like is it something that we maybe like possibly touched on before 
or have like past experiences that correlate to kind of something similar that we're doing now. Yeah. Like, like is there some invisible string that does connect us to all those right. existences? And it is that like, cause again, my explanation, like what did you, how did you like in the movie? It was like, it's like what versus what, what did you call it? Um, it's Scott Pilgrim versus meets, the matrix. No, interstellar. interstellar, interstellar. Okay. And then I like just added, added the fingers. Dr. Strange. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like multiverse. I said Rick and Morty versus the matrix. That's how I've been. That's mm. how I've been explaining that's, it. That's funny. Mm-hmm. But I just yeah. couldn't remember exactly what you said, but yours is a great description mm-hmm. too. But that's how I've been explaining it. And the way I, because I say the matrix, because they can like get the skills from other things. So it's just like, you know, when Neo learns yep. Kung Fu, mm-hmm. yeah. it's that same idea where you can like get your, you, you can get the, the experience from other universes. And it reminds me of this story that I actually heard on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was telling when he was hosting Fear Factor. Coolio was on. Have you ever heard this story? Yeah. Coolio the Rapper. Coolio the Rapper. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, Coolio. So he's on. I guess it was like a, probably a, a celebrity episode. I don't know. No Hilarious. way. Yeah. So Coolio's on and he's doing some crazy stunt. Like, you know, they have him doing crazy shit. It's Fear Factor. Right. And he has to like jump out of a plane or something crazy and like and land on some shit. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, he was just like, like he comes up to do it and Joe's standing right there and he's talking to him, right? And he's like, like, aren't you nervous? Because he appeared like totally fine. Like he was just like ready to go. Like, let's cool go. Cool as a cucumber. It's and Joe's good. like, okay, man. Like obviously Joe didn't have to do any of this <laughs> shit, but he must have been looking at half these stunts going like, I can't believe we're sending fucking people to, to do this. Yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. nuts. Anyway, so Joe's like, like, I don't even know if this was on camera, but anyway, he's like, Cool, like whatever. Cool, what's up, man? <laughs> cool, like, uh, whatever his like, whatever everyone calls Coolio? him. I don't know. Yo, yeah, yo, Coolio, yo, Coolio, yo, don't Brad. just call me cool. Cool. <laughs> um, so he's like, Mr. Coolio, um, you know, why are you so chill or whatever, right? And he's like, I've, I've, Joe, I've done this a thousand times in a million lifetimes, like on a million different ways. Like I've done this. Fuck, that's so sick. <laughs> like what? Right? Saying, saying it's one thing, but like to be visibly embodying it is another. And then he went and like did it and like nailed the stunt, I think. I think yeah. he won. I Hilarious. think it's the end of the story. But so funny. that idea of like, it's like, a zen, I think it's a Zen thing too, I think, of mm-hmm. this like mm-hmm. where you can you can potentially gain access to all these experiences throughout time and space, mm-hmm. potentially, which is friggin' crazy. Well, it's like, and to think to just at this moment right now, this is where our... our attention and perception is for whatever reason and who knows it could switch at any time because we keep living our lives well it can i think it can get like it can switch and then it can also get like drawn up in things and like so much of everything we've talked about also relates to like narrative for me like your how you just narrate things almost back to yourself and like putting them out again like Mm. we've talked about journaling and stuff recently which is nice of like putting it out in a source that's other than you and then being able to go back and look at it. Right. It's like the reference of it just provides like great insight. Um, Right. Which is crazy because then even when you go go look back at like previous stuff that you wrote, you Mm -hmm. can almost pop into that mindset for like that split second that you're reading whatever's going on and kind of like put into like reference of like how things are now and put it into Mm -hmm. perspective and to just know that, you know, that was all just put into thought, but put on the paper and to also see like the, like, like the progress as well, right? You, you said it. You were like, um, how the past can 
change. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's a funny, like when you said it, I was like, that's funny to me because it's just how the memories constantly can be adapted of how you describe it to someone, what you felt in that moment, mm. how you later reflect on it, how you reflect on it. It's And even powerful. in the present moment, like think about times when you're being creative and then you look back and you're like, I can't believe this was me. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's so many times still to this day. And I don't know if it's just like a weird, like imposter syndrome thing, but like, I'll listen back, like with stuff I'm doing with the new band, which are called reckless Harbor, by the way, have you seen stuff I've been posting? Mm-hmm. What do you think following. of the name? Sick. The record. I yeah. like it. That's so I don't have access to it. So I don't know who's following it right now. Yeah. It's just our one buddy who runs it or one band member. Um, I saw but like yeah, the, reckless the Harbor, the intro cool. vid. Yeah, it, like pan through all of you guys. Nice, yeah. eh? Sick. Yeah, pretty jokes. Yeah, like right. we just threw that threw that together mm-hmm. just for something, just to introduce yeah. everybody. And again, introduction. We're trying to get into there, Super sure. Crawl, so that oh, cool. kind of like was the big impetus of like figuring the name out and doing all like that it. stuff. So nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So See super cool. I was excited. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. I was. It, it was like relatively easy to figure out the name, and yeah, it was tons of fun. So mm. we've been doing stuff with that and like doing like small recordings, and I'll like listen. I'll be like is that me playing right like, did you just re-record this because it sounds better than anything i could ever play right or yeah. like in my mind and again i don't know if that's just imposter syndrome or like uh whatever um self-confident shit but it's just like because you, when you're creative you're in that zone and you're mm-hmm. so open in that channel that we've talked about many times being open to that channel are you channeling a version of yourself that is like a genius artist Mm-hmm. Are you channeling a version of yourself that it's like an Oscar nominated cinematographer? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Are you channeling someone from even from thought. ancient times, yeah. even if it's an ancestor? Right. Or something like that, right? Like there's so many things to to think about because obviously the multiverse theory I think is yeah. the is the new futuristic right. looking forward version of like oh my ancestors gave me this shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz there's always been that idea too that mm-hmm. we have thousands of generations before us right. all the way back to fucking fish in the water. Right. And like going back to the movie going going to that map and being able to scope out and be like, "Oh, let me search." Mm-hmm. Scanning all possibilities and landing on something yeah. to gather whatever knowledge you would need. And again, channeling in. Mm-hmm. Is that and it's something all a probability thing too? Right. Is that something that's going on? That something that's got, that's going on right now that we've done with that experience and like with that genius, but we're able to also like interconnect with what's going on now and just add to it. Right. But in our own essence and how it is here in this notion. And we were saying you have to be doing it to do it. Exactly. Is that allowing that channel? Is that doing the probability thing? Is that putting the shoe on the other is, foot? Is like action that's the fire actually opening that that possibility. The Right. So then people are like, why isn't shit working? It's because you're not actually doing it, Mm. even though what you might be doing in that moment might not work. Because think about how many times it didn't work right away or it sent you to a weird other universe or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you have to do it properly. Or when she was like, had to say, like, I love you to to the Mm -hmm. to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character for it to work. And she really had to believe it. Right. But before then, it wasn't working. Yeah. Like, is that like, is that that channel that's opening? And again, this whole probability thing fucking blows my mind because it's like, that's how in physics we look at electrons. Yeah. It's like probability. Like, you know how, remember in science, we learned about like Bohr-Rutherford mm-hmm. and then we learned like, it's like rings that like orbit looks like a small solar system, mm-hmm. like an atom. Sorry. The description of an atom looks like a small universe. And then we're like, oh, maybe it's like a, a blueberry muffin. Maybe it's like this thing that exists with all these different electrons in it. Yep. 
And then by the time we were in grade 11 physics, they're like, psych, none of that shit is real. (laughs) This is what we actually think. Because it's so complicated, it would blow our feeble little minds. Mm. I think that's why they do it. I'm assuming because I don't know. I don't understand why they waste their time teaching us shit that's old. Or they do it to limit our genius. Limit the genius, but e- e- all you have to do is just take grade 11 physics <laughs> right? and then tell you. Cap yeah. us until a certain brain development, right? Just, Curricular. Just distinction. Boom, too. let's just do it at this pace, right? And then well, if you look at brain... high school in that way, it's just yeah. this big sieve mm. that's just separating and like oh, measuring. Yeah. Talk about measuring people. <laughs> sure. Measuring kids and being like, you're smarter than this one. This right. one's like, who cares? Yeah, like, right. It's like, what? It's actually fucked, right? Yeah, if you the, think about the it, methods are definitely outdated. Mm. And even like, within the, within the within, like in the academics, it's only like a top three students that the teachers really care about. Mm. Everyone else, like maybe they'll make it to university, or whatever. Right. But you're gonna graduate too, which is the other thing. So it's just like this weird like separation thing. You're going to college. You're going to university. You're going mm. to the workplace. Like it's this weird like again this sieve well, yeah. that just like puts you in a box and is like this is what you're gonna Choices. do. Choices. It's just weird little description. Yeah, just descriptions too. Just the way it's like told to people mm. on those early. Like I remember the idea of approaching college or university mm-hmm. and just how much of like a heavy decision that felt at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh while, God, yeah. While knowing sure. like nothing sure. about myself. Being really, like, this really is they're going to be the rest of your life. Blah right. blah blah. Yeah. Because as soon as you graduate, you're going to get a job in your field. Blah blah blah. <laughs> right. Right? right. Again, yeah. so again, it's almost the same thing that they tell athletes with NCAA. It's all mm-hmm. these weird promises. That are based on very low statistics, technically, mm. right? And times change and things are different. And it's like they don't teach you the right shit anyway. Mm-hmm. But again, that whole idea of of uh, the probability chart for like an atom. In, so like, again, they to- told us all that bullshit. But then by grade 11, they're like, there's these essentially um, probability like charts around the nucleus of the of an uh, electron mm-hmm. so you have your, the nucleus of an electron uh, of a, an atom and you have electrons going around it you have mm-hmm. different orbitals they're called so you have like two ones that are shaped like a sphere you have one that's shaped like a figure eight mm-hmm. there's one that's shaped like a, another weird thing on a different like orientation anyway they're different levels of orbitals so the more electrons there are in an atom the more of these orbitals you have but essentially they're mm-hmm. probability charts Mm-hmm. So they're like a guesstimate because of Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Yeah, I think you, you I think honestly, I, I, I always misquote this, but there is a principle in physics. Right. There is a, there's a <laughs> physics principle that we can only know an atom or an electron's physical place in, in the universe, but we can't know its speed or we can know its speed, but we can't know where it is. Hmm. We can't know where it is and how fast it's going simultaneously. That's a, mm-hmm. just a limit of our technology at this point. So we can be like, this electron is going a million miles an hour or whatever, mm-hmm. but we don't know where the fuck it's going to be mm-hmm. from, from point A to point B. Or we can be like, Hey, look, there's this electron, but we've just taken a snapshot of it. Mm-hmm. We don't know how fast it's going. So anyway, essentially the theory is that it's probably going to be in one of these orbitals. So mm-hmm. it's probably going to be around the, or- the atom, yeah. but there is a possibility and a chance that it's on the other side of the universe. Mm. The That's same crazy. electron <laughs> of the same atom, and they're they're interacting with each other somehow That's across a, the universe right now. Cool. So That's is that cool. is <laughs> that what it is that actually yeah. keeps us connected? That there are these electrons that just go pew, like one. It's only one of all the trillions of atoms that make up our our body, mm. right? Or when we when we uh, have a loved one and then you break up, 
are some of those atoms shared forever, mm. right? Because you were in each other's shit. Mm. Are some of those forever, and there's actually a physical connection, or and not even that you broke up with, just that but you're like not a, close to. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That too. Yeah, right. We're around. Right. Yeah. Right. Is that you know? You shared is, great experiences. Is there yeah. a physical connection? And then there's that. There's the spooky action at a distance, the Einstein principle, where. Mm. Two electrons that come in contact with each other, no matter how close, when one changes its spin, the other automatically changes its spin, no matter where it is in the universe. So there is, there are connections. And again, that whole uh, atomic probability chart thing, it's, it could be that we exist at any part of the universe, but what if that goes between universes even? Probably. Right? Yeah. Like, That's you know, cool my, my whole thing movie. is like this foam. What's that? I just didn't realize how much that was in that movie until now. Mm. Right. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. That's right. what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. That is these probabilities, right? Probability is yeah, is yeah. the way you actually interact with these other universes, uh, yeah. universi, which is weird because universe is a singular word. Mm-hmm. So multi-universe is a, is a oxymoron, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Uni. Why? Right. Yeah. But then that would, that would create the perfect duality, no? Well, in a set, in essence, yeah. Right. And again, is it that like my whole thing is, is it that is it a foam is the universe oh. right where each bubble is another universe? Like, is that what the universe is and what we what we experience is our universe is just a small bubble within mm-hmm. that foam. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the bubbles like coalesce and sometimes they split. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. they just go. At it. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Right, but if that happens, maybe we don't experience it as the universe popping. Mm-hmm. We just are like, maybe the next day or instantly oh, we wake yeah. up, and that's it's Mandela like, effect yeah, shit. Like fall asleep May fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Maybe, or even mm-hmm. just like driving and just like, right. All of a sudden, you're driving a Rari, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't think of like it right. doesn't yeah. unless you're like enlightened or whatever. It probably doesn't click. You're yeah. just like, oh, this is where I am. to practice, I This suppose. is what I do. And again, that's a, that's the thing. That's the theme in today's podcast. But it's what you do is what you do. Mm. Right? There's nothing. You can't want anything. Like, I mean, obviously, there's there's certain boundaries to do. You can't just literally do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to think. You have to be in that mindset. You have to switch and be like, I want to be whatever. And then start making steps to become that. Mm-hmm. But you'll never be like, oh, one day when the timing is right, I'll, I'll do, yeah, I'll do is the my day. dream or whenever. Mm-hmm. It's like the only way to do it is to be like, like, again, that was that was my whole thing. Like maybe some people uh, didn't necessarily think it was the best idea, but that's what I did with the music was like, I'm not like I've always wanted to be a musician. I feel inside. I've mm-hmm. always been a musician. Mm-hmm. It's just had to take a back seat for all this other shit that I've done in life. Now I actually have an opportunity to do it. I'm going to move that to the front now. Yeah, it's welcome back up. And it, and it, mm-hmm. well, not even lately. I meant even just like from university and like when I, when I came back and started mm-hmm. the first band. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to bring that and say, you know, this is now what I'm doing. And anything else is I'm a musician that's doing this for my day job. Mm. Yep. I'm a musician that's being a personal trainer, a musician that works at a brewery, whatever. And that put me in a whole other mindset and we did so much and there was so many things and so much opportunity with that other situation that we could have done. And there was many limiting factors in that, whatever. Um, but I kind of still kept that going. 
and I will say over COVID, you know, with things not happening with the band, I had, I was, I had to think about that shift and be like, all right, do I, do I stop the band stuff? Like, Mm -hmm. is that just something that is going to be a backseat kind of thing? Right. Right. But I never really threw it. You know, I kept doing open mics. I kept doing, you know, stuff where I was at least playing music and doing stuff and playing with John Harley and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then this whole new band thing came up. So again, you don't, it doesn't happen unless you're actually doing the things. And that's not only, that's not only to keep your skills up and actually be proficient at whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. but also you're in the moment where someone's gonna be like, Hey, do you want to be in this band? Because you actually have the fucking chops or, Hey, do you want to be a part of this gallery? Because you actually have the chops or, Hey, can you help us out with this video? All the uh, all the steps that's like necessary that like people can think they need to get to a certain point. You'd be surprised how many can be filled, like just in the mix of it. As you're saying, yeah. like you meet the right person, the right song, like form of art comes out of whatever that like leads you to a certain connection, or it's just like your personal identity. Again, like you maintaining music in your life allows you to be just a musician first which is like mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. and then that work later pays off it's like again um and not keep, every, keeping yeah. your attention on things for a certain amount of time will yeah. later come with a certain amount of reward totally like, totally proven, and, proven. And, and it's tough right because there's so many obstacles that happen in their situations and timing and mm-hmm. things like that and it's like you can't you can't necessarily let those things limit you in that way mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it can get heavy, but hey, every day is like day one, an opportunity if if you do it with little the best things. intention. Yeah, like exactly. we said, little little things. As long as like like I always Honest say with guitar, that's why well. I keep my guitar out and in the open, not in the case, because if mm. I can touch it, even if it, even if it's for two minutes every day, yeah, I yeah, touch yeah. it every day, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's the whole thing. Is it whatever you're doing, if you can do it, e- again, even if it's a minute, even if it's thirty seconds. You've thought about it and you've spent that time and you've entered that realm and you've opened that channel for a second. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it takes practice. It doesn't just happen. The, no. the, like that creativity thing, creativity wise, yep. like writing songs and stuff. Again, mm-hmm. you might you might have to write a bunch of really shitty shit. Like not might, you <laughs> will. You yeah. will have to write a lot of crap. And you might have to do a lot of stuff that doesn't look good or not not know what it is. But someone's going to appreciate that and understand that you're beginning and understand that you're starting. And as long as you don't stay at that level, you, you know, you can't help it. Everyone has to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. And, and you have to just keep keep working at whatever you're doing. Keep building it again, even if it is step by step, day by day. And maybe there might be a, a setback here or there. But then there's going to be big windfalls and there's going to be times where, you know, where things really work out. But again, you've got to be in it to win it, essentially. Right. It's like the lotto. As they say. Right. Surely. <laughs> right. But yeah, again, I think that whole the whole idea of also getting back to the movie a little bit that her particular iteration of her character of or sorry, of, of who she was as a, as a being like in the that worked in the shop or whatever. What was what's the what's her name? Like what's the character's name? Fuck. They said it a million times uh, in the movie. It's not Fiona. It's like Helen or something. Evelyn. 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 Like all her particular iteration of Evelyn was like not very special, but like, mm. but you could tell she did a bunch of shit. 
Right. Remember, she's like, oh, she's a singer. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's this and that. So, like, again, is that is that like what happens when you open the channel to different things mm-hmm. and you get to just try and be that person for a bit? Yeah, definitely. Right. You get I'd to try so. and wear, wear that channel and gather whatever experience, knowledge, wisdom from it. And, and I think it highlighted maintain. the whole IRS shit highlighted that like you can't just do that shit for free, sadly. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is a thing. And that's why a lot of a lot of artists and stuff struggle and suffer for a long time because mm. they have to, mm. because their craft takes a long time to perfect, mm. and up until it's perfect, no one really wants it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's valuable in certain ways, more valuable to the artist individually maybe than to other people at the beginning. Mm. But again, still, like when you become huge, people look back. Right. Like people look at Picasso's fucking first shit when he was five and mm. they're like, oh, my God, it was probably good. Art. But like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like certain people, if you're if you're amazing, they'll look back at your at your stuff and be like, wow, like mm. I get it, even though it might have not been your best work. And a lot of artists say the same thing. Like there's mad musicians who are like, I hate that song. I hate playing that song. But everyone fucking loves it mm. because it was from a time in my career where I didn't know shit. Yeah. Right. Like that's one of the biggest things is like, why did I do that? Like I, even again, and everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and what? they want it. <laughs> like apparently, right, Led Zeppelin's right. like Led Zeppelin's most famous song, "Stairway to Heaven." Right, yes. everyone knows that. Apparently, Jimmy Page like didn't like playing it because it was just like that's, so played out that to him. Crazy, I know, right? So, and and you got to imagine there might be someone in that crowd who's never fucking hurt been to a live show ever. Yeah. So they want to hear that song. It's their first concert. Yeah. That's their favorite song. So it's this weird, it's like the, mm. uh, they're like golden handcuffs. Right. right. We're like, mm. nice. it's the shit, but like you have to do it. And you're like, golden fuck. Handcuffs. That's funny. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. I got to do this again, but everyone loves it. And that's mm-hmm. why you did it in the first place. Yeah. Because you wanted people to enjoy it. Mm. And again, obviously everyone gets into art and different endeavors for different reasons, but it's like. You know, if you're in it to make people happy and for people to enjoy what you do and to find meaning in it or whatever, you've su- you've succeeded. But then yeah. uh, but then you're then you're sitting there going, fuck, mm. this sucks, which is the weird. Anyway, it's the weirdest thing. Sometimes I, I, yeah. I almost hope I get to that point because that's like very successful. If you can be like, I'm s- tired of the shit that I did like 10 yeah. years ago in my career. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's just it's just the point with yourself as well yeah. that you can just. Well, improve. and not either than musicians, there's not too many artists that have to go back to their old shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a yeah. director doesn't have to keep watching his old movie if he doesn't yeah. have to. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, once your painting's done, it's done. It's there. It's not yeah. you're not gonna go back and have can, to do anything to, redo to it. it. Right. Yeah. So it's the it's an interesting it around. It's an interesting um uh art form where you what you do, all the creation, everything happens so much behind closed doors, and then you finally present it to everyone, and it's already been you've you've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. Like even like even like studio stuff, like you get fucking tired of playing the same song over and over and over and over, even just in the studio. Mm-hmm. Let alone over like couldn't imagine like being like the fucking Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and having like a fifty year career, yeah. or whatever. It's easily it's almost like sixty years. Five day tours. Like yeah. Just- that too. Yeah, it's like the same shit yeah. all the time. Clinical insane. Right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like Groundhog Day and shit. And like, again, it's this weird, it's this weird paradox. It 
for artists or musicians even to be to be even more specific where like to get your shit out there you have to like grind so much and do the same thing over and over again and mm. then people love you for what you do over and over again but you're like I want to do something different mm. and m- a bunch of people might be like fuck you <laughs> like Rush Rush the band I don't know if you guys know yes. much about them Tom right. Sawyer yeah. Canadian yeah. band uh, the drummer was actually born in Hamilton but um, wild yeah but uh, they had like certain parts of their career where they they really changed their music mm. like their style like their whole thing they had like crazy synthesizers at one point during the 80s. Yeah. Very different from when they first started. And they said, they like in documentaries and shit, they lost a lot of fans. And a lot of people were like, we don't like this rush anymore. Mm. We want the old stuff. Yeah. But then there was enough people that stayed with them that they're like, fuck it. You or guys stayed with us. We, pr- yeah. we like you guys more. Yeah. And then maybe someday, like even my, my, my pops always just said he wasn't really big into rush when they were it, like, New when they were like mm-hmm. current, yeah. But at this point, you look back at it and you're like, Oh, I can appreciate it now, right? Right again, just because cool. what they the were journey. doing was different and yeah. they were exploring their artistic like uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't want to do the same thing over and over. I get it, yeah. You know, play, you know, maybe play a hit during your during your concert or whatever, or play a couple of hits and during one of the sets, sure. But like, it's tough though, because even myself, I can even say this from, from personal experience, like, I like. Like when I've seen Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. I've seen them twice for like an album that they just released. Yeah. So they have to play like a bunch of songs from, not they have to, but they choose to play a bunch of like new songs mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, but then I've also seen them when they're, when it's, they're not promoting an album and they just get to play whatever they want. And that was amazing. Noticeably different. Mm-hmm. Well, they just get to play whatever and they basically just play mad hits. Yeah. <laughs> like right. they don't really pick Highlight any reel. songs that, yeah. that are like they consider bad anyway. Sure. Right, like they go back and they literally like Eddie will like figure out the set list like day of. He'll be like, we haven't played this in like eight years. So it's like, let's try it. Yeah, and sometimes they fuck up, right? Or they forget the words or some shit. But it's like yeah, true, it's like that's cool. Yeah. It's real, and it's like we get it. Like they've been around since 1991. Like you know, they have a lot of songs mm. to like forget. You know, they've forgot more things than we've ever thought of. <laughs> right? Wow. That's Kanye said that once. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. They've it's it's true, and yeah. um, that's that's the weird the weird career anyway of a musician. I think, which I'm I hope again I'd be lucky to to like hate a song because I played it too much. <laughs> mm. And right now, right. which is really <laughs> cool with Reckless Harbor, I fucking like the songs. Like they get stuck in my head, which I think means a lot. So I'm really interested. That's cool. It's a cool. That's amazing. It's a cool vibe. Like more folky it's not mm-hmm. as rocky yeah. yeah no drummer um so almost like early mumford and sons vibe right. just without nice. like the stomp drum very cool um <laughs> yeah banjo yeah violin right and then uh myself i'm play- i'm still playing electric sorry boys if you're watching i don't know if you guys watch this but uh they want me to play upright bass so bad yeah like the big like yeah because it looks fucking folky and shit the but scene yeah it's so big and it's so <laughs> annoying and it's hard to play <laughs> because there's no frets. Uh, so mm. you have to like be in a, they're called positions. You don't call them fret, like fret one, two, three, you call them position one, two, three. Right. Because it's literally like a muscle thing. You have to like remember <laughs> where that's the different notes are on the string. Yeah. So that's fretless instruments. That's so violin, cello, 
all those like with no frets on them. There's fretless bass, like electric bass too, but obviously the double bass has no frets. Mm. There's a certain position where the note is in tune. Mm. So up or down, you could be out of tune. So you have to like just learn and you play like when I like I learned to play it in high school. I haven't played since, but you literally attach it to a tuner like that you tune the guitar with yeah. and you play and you make sure you're playing the notes in tune because mm. it shows you like green, red, like there's like a little dial. So you can be like, all right, that's in tune. That's one. That's neat. Yeah. So you, you, your ear gets really good. Yeah. And anyway, so it's a little, it's a little bit tougher, but I like the electric bass sound in the band because we have kind of this interesting, uh, like, we have like weird like rock element like uh, influences into the folk aspect of things. So yep. the the electric bass sound sounds yeah. good. Maybe again, maybe I'm just telling myself that. Yo, is that the look? It's the Charles Bridge, and look at the poster above it. It's the same. That's the same sick. bridge. Whoa, nice. everyone! So uh, Google Images just showed us the Charles Bridge in Prague, and I have a poster of it in the studio, and it's almost the identical shot, just at night. Whoa. That's crazy. Talk about existence. That's Synchricity, nice. boys, yeah. right? All possibilities. Super wild. But is there correlation? <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, what does this mean? Dope. Did we just enter a new realm? But that's the other thing with the Mandela effect, to get just right back to it. Like, that's what it yourself. could be, is that if something changed and our universe, and that's the whole idea of the Mandela effect, that something happened, and they and they do think that's about CERN. So I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the super collider. Yeah. Theory. Mm, yeah. That in, in Switzerland they have the Large Hadron Collider and the first time they turned it on and smashed two atoms together to see what they were made of, it like ripped up a, it ripped space time mm-hmm. or like potentially destroyed our universe. And we just popped in and then Trump's president and then there's like Nelson Mandela's still alive, like crazy stuff, right? Like the Berenstein yeah. Bears, all that stuff. I think we've we've talked about this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Right? Yeah. So that's where they think potentially that comes from mm. is that if we're somehow able to switch universes in a way or something happened that made us switch universes, that this universe is so close to what our other ones, because there's infinite possibilities of what the universe could be. Yeah. Right, like they didn't really go into it too much into the movie. They did like the weird floppy hot dog hands, but mm. there would be like other universes where you're like an amoeba or right. like you're like a crazy creature, the rock, right? Yeah, or, rock, or, yeah, true. or like just the tree, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. or like something like <laughs> wild, just yeah, or like you are air, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are nitrogen. Yeah. I mean, probably, probably do. Like, could you Fuck. imagine if like any, pebble. any, like if all atoms and stuff had sentience? Like oxygen mm. is a being. Is a being itself. And That's be- like permeated throughout the universe. And you become it eventually and then realize. Multiple And then there's nitrogen and fucking they're all hanging out. And they're, they're like, at yo, a bar. yo. Yo, do you think there's like a, like a, like a conscious ladder that we follow? Like, do you think we start as like mm. a rock? They build into like a bug. And they're like a frog. Yeah, you know, like, like reincarnation. The, like, like go up, go up the chain. Mm. Potentially, hopefully we continue I mean, up. Hopefully yeah. we don't take any steps back. I mean, hopefully you just cycle through. If anything, yeah. I don't even care if I necessarily go up. Right. Just well, like, yeah. or just or just something. Love, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just just something. The idea of that was like always the biggest fear of death when I was younger. It was like, oh wait, what? It stops. All this stuff. What's after? Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this. Right. Like what was before you were aware of it all. Right? You don't well, know that. Yeah. 
and exactly. but that's that that's that. how hard Whoa. that's how hard people are attached to this to, to this reality mm. that it's yeah. hard for them to even comprehend they think that this way of being just mm-hmm. continues on mm-hmm. but because th- they only know this way of being but again with psychedelics and stuff we've experienced oh well what is that uh where is that is that in dubai Possibly. I'm not. I yes. don't recognize it. Trippy. Sorry, everyone. This friggin' TV is just getting us today. Us places. Tremendous. Google Images. Shout out. Dubai, Singapore. Uh, yeah, One maybe something. Two. It's a big ass towers involved. Is that the Burj Khalifa? <laughs> anyway, um, Christian's gonna look it up for us. Um, but uh, yeah, where were we? everywhere oh, yeah again the, that like consciousness ladder idea too right like is consciousness different mm. or is consciousness consciousness right like are there levels to it or you know and then is is there is there like a route to enlightenment on said ladder potentially if there is like levels of consciousness mm. is you know do we do we rise above it do we become consciousness you know is that the final form you know, if, again, like if you can't imagine what it was like before, who knows what it's going to be like after. But there's a million different ideas of what the afterlife is. But because, again, I think because we've touched on psychedelics, we've ex- at least experienced another form of existence. It's not necessarily a telling form of existence, but it's another form of existence that at least we've experienced it. And we know that this one right now isn't the only one. Mm-hmm. But how many people out there that have never done psychedelics only know this existence? Like, that's it. They have no idea that many. all you have to do is eat a one mushroom or a little piece of paper mm, yeah. with soaked in acid. And <laughs> right. the whole shit is on its head. Mm-hmm. And just like that. So why are we putting all this fucking weight on this thin ice, man, that exists? This, mm. th- this veil that exists that we potentially have manufactured... Or that's just what it is as three-dimensional beings that or four, I guess, that there just has to be this veil for us to exist. Yeah. Right? It's like that. Organize. If athletics exists within this reality mm. and this reality, does this reality exist within another reality? Mm. Right. And we're all just like playing by these rules right now. And people who are enlightened or the end of the road or whatever you want to call it is like, Yo, you, you can choose not to, to play by these rules. And then all of a sudden you're Neo and you're flying and shit. <laughs> right? Because you're like, fuck it. Like, because that's the That'll whole thing. The with, that's the whole thing that happened in the Matrix, right? Was like, he was like, I don't need to follow any it's of these goal. rules. I yeah. can live outside the boundaries of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And is that what we want to actually be? Right? Because that's that allegory of the cave. Yeah. Like, are Truman we trapped show. in here? Truman Show, everything. Are we trapped? in essence in this reality that exists somehow within something else which we can't we can't comprehend in this reality Mm. (laughs) right because again with like you know the stupid analogy of sports within that you can kind of be like oh yeah like the real world exists outside this but you forget man like you don't need to you don't need anyone else man you don't need the rest of the world like Mm -hmm. the two weeks of training camp bro every Mm -hmm. august was like the world stopped Mm. My job was done. Like, uh, I'd fuck uh, every year. I'd lose out on a month of of summer job, which was which was good money, depending on your job. But it was money you needed as a student. Definitely. Every year, miss out on a whole month, and then just enter 
football. That's it. That's all you're thinking about. Plays, getting your shit fucked up. <laughs> like just getting <laughs> smoked every day, twice a day. <laughs> you know, watching film, watching film, more watching film. And just like, that's it. You don't care about anything else. You don't, yeah. It doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. Legitimately doesn't matter who's the fucking, who's the prime minister, what the weather is. Literally, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Because all that matters is how fucking good are you at football right now? Like, how mm. good are, at whatever you're doing is, how good are you at it? And, like, so it, can you get better? Mm. And it is. It's is. It's, um, interesting it's like getting like better. It's a good, it's a good realm. It's a good time. realm to be in. You want, it's, an ex, it's a, it's a realm of excellence and mm-hmm. being, like, I want to achieve some kind of goal and some pinnacle, but that's it. That's all you can think about. And that's how really successful anybody who's successful at anything that they can do is, is they can create this like micro world and they can shut off everything and only exist in that. It's a privilege to do that because it probably like, you know, you ha- if you, you have to have a job, it's hard to like, mm-hmm. you know, continue working. But in those moments when you can do it, if you're able to shut off the whole world, and just be in what you're doing, you're going to be successful. But the more we get distracted and the more we let other things and feelings and emotions and events come in, it prevents us, right? Because they truly only exist in this reality. Hmm. But art and love and music and whatever exists across all realities potentially and outside and might even be the fabric of what reality is, Hmm. right? We've experienced that feeling of, emotion being an actual thing that love is maybe what the universe is made of and everything we do relates to love and if if everything we do is in love and trying to create that and trying to grow that and trying to give love and and receive love in that way we're only building the universe but anytime we work against that we're destroying it and working against it and that's the perpetual Good versus evil, light versus dark. It needs to exist both ways. Mm-hmm. But if anything, if we can lean towards the light and lean towards the love, I think it that's what perpetuates life and that's what keeps things moving. Because I think hate and negativity and darkness wants to stay still. And light wants to move and light wants to keep going and love wants to move forward and be positive and do all that stuff. And it's good. So therefore, you need it to, to kind of, if it's on a scale, you need to be 51% light mm. for things to keep moving forward, mm. and hopefully more, but then the light doesn't exist without the dark. So you can't completely eliminate one without the other. And I think we uh, that happens in life a lot, where we try to, especially nowadays, we try mm. to eliminate suffering. Yeah. We try to eliminate pain and discomfort. But some of that stuff t- is, again, it, it creates the backdrop for the good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. Rolls yeah. back around to like, again, everybody's just looking for the highlight reel and kind of not necessarily catching all the behind the scenes work that goes into it. The therapy. Yes. Yeah. Fucking. Well, um, to swing it back around the whole 10 years thing, mm. no one sees the 10 years up until you're famous. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like no one knows the toil. No one then. knows the shit that goes. They just know, oh, this guy popped out of nowhere. This yeah. guy came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This chick came out of nowhere. Whatever. It's like, no, they've been toiling yeah. for years. As I get further in mind, like in art, I just realized like that's really not up for everybody to know either. Like it's kind of just yours. Oh, yeah. 100%. Your, re- your reference, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Again, you know, it's tough these days with 
content because you're we put so much stuff out into the universe yeah. it's hard to not the show blur, like the early sure. shit but at least the hard work and stuff yeah for sure mm-hmm. i mean like again if you're if you're a musician if you're whatever or even if the, there's so many paintings that you probably haven't taken pictures of mm-hmm. right that exist and there's works that you've worked, spent hours on that just exist on in a file and no one's seen them that's good mm-hmm. the more you have of that the better yeah. right cuz that exists that's that that piles up familiar yeah and yeah. that's that's the the hard work like when your teacher was like show your work like there it is right right yeah. but like um i had a lot of empty pages <laughs> yeah it was brutal but <laughs> but to have to have stuff that only you know about and only you know where you've came from like that that's special to the individual mm-hmm. but in a way we're not like in a way we're not individuals too we're part of something bigger Right. So it's interesting not to get too cosmic on it, but that's really nice to be to have that stuff to just keep it to yourself. And then all of a sudden when you make it, you make it. And then, oh, yeah, if people want to look back and try and find stuff, whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's true. It's it's for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And share it, too. Yeah. Share and love like it is for you. But then when the opportunity to discuss it arises, Mm -hmm. chat. Well, because everyone does want to know. Like Everyone's doing it. That's the thing that I've realize more than ever it's like oh you're just again at a certain point of the forever journey that it is to decide to dedicate yourself to something and it helps people who are working on things to know like hey there's other people have been in the same position that i've been Mm, yeah and they know exactly what i'm going through because they've done it too Mm -hmm. right and another thing too um I, I remember doing it just by accident but i heard it in a documentary too and one of the best things anyone should ever do and at, at any point, doesn't matter if you're early, if you're young, or if you're you've been listening to music for years. Any artist, whatever it is, doesn't have to just be music. Find out what what inspired them. Mm. Go go look and 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 discover w- what their influences were, what they liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see what that is, and 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 then like it, it opens things up huge. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I accidentally came across that is because there's this magazine from the UK called Uncut. Have you ever heard of it? It's no. like a music magazine. There's also another magazine called Mojo. They're just like music magazines, but they get, they used to give you a CD with it back cool. in the day. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. obviously back in the day. But there used to be a, stick, sure. a no, sticker yeah. attached to the cover. Yeah, and yeah. you go to chapters and you get your shit. Sick. But there was this one, they used to do these series where they would like interview a famous artist. Mm-hmm. So they interviewed Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin and in like, they do the interview and he like made a playlist essentially. It was like an OG playlist. He just, he curated yeah. the CD and like, was like, this is all the stuff I like. And this is the stuff I, so there was cool. like some current songs and then there was like OG shit that he would have listened to like back in the day. Yeah. And that was like, Oh, sh-. it was like, I was probably like 12 or 13. I was like, holy shit. Like, he didn't create the artists I know, like, actually, like, and listen to music too. Like, they're not just like, they don't exist to just create their own music, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I heard Neil Young apparently doesn't really listen to music, but I call bullshit on that. I think he just meant like contemporary music of the genre that he was in at the time, just so he didn't like steal from anyone by accident. But he obviously listens to music. He's a big music musician. He's like, one of the biggest proponents of like good technology right now. But again, just that idea of like a musician is actually listening to other, other musicians, right? Mm -hmm. Like obviously. So that's, that's one thing for sure. Like if anyone is, 
inspired by anyone, go and try and find out Agreed. who inspired them. That was a big thing when I was looking into uh, Basquiat and realizing, like, I watched this panel and I forget where the, like, how the people, whether they just studied him, maybe knew him, whatever, whatever, there was a mix. And they were explaining how there was, like, a uh, romanticism around the idea of him as this just, like, broke, street-dwelling, like, artist who just, like, created things and graffiti, da-da-da-da. And then it was like, oh, no, like, he daily went to, like, galleries and he read. And, like, there was the this big story about, like, why he did a lot of, like, anatomy in his paintings is because he was stuck in the hospital because mm. he got hit by a car, I think it is. Um, and while he was there, his mom bought him uh, one of the Grey's Anatomy textbooks. True. So in the, like, hospital bed, mm. that's just what he was going through. And that's why he has so much suggestion towards the human body. Hmm. And I was like, that's so interesting to learn. Again, as you're saying, is like the references, the people that you look at, and often like we can glamorize sometimes, whether it's, again, athletes, whatever. It's like there's so much background, learning, knowledge, reference that sure. they're taking from. So like, again, speaks to, again, great artist steel, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you can be like, oh my God, how did they even figure this out? Like, this is so original. This is so amazing. Right. But they had to... Like there's, of course, there are some like amazing visionary artists that uh, you hope are yeah. groundbreaking that once in a once in a lifetime mm. show and Definitely. are like, wow, like what is this guy doing? Mm -hmm. But most of them have, you know, again, it's that great. I think Einstein says it, you know, we stand on the shoulder of giants, mm. right? There's so many people before us that have done all this work to get us to where we are today. Yeah. That's and cool. we're just we're just mm. standing on that all their hard work. Right. Literally like anything you can think of. Right. All these people, you know, our ancestors or anyone's ancestors went through some deep shit just for us to be here to this day. Mm -hmm. Right. And then to even to think about this. Right. Like, you know, we're lucky in a sense. But like yeah. any big idea or like, you know, science in general, but any big idea, you know, is like someone figured it out at some point mm. and. Yeah, sometimes there's eureka moments where all of a sudden one person is a genius and figures out, you know, and takes 10 steps ahead. Mm. But most of the time it's this slow little tweaks, trial and error. You know, maybe someone does something one, one way. And then once you do figure it out, it's that whole it's that whole thing with like uh, monkeys mm. washing potatoes. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but there's this there's this like isolated mm -hmm. island mm -hmm. with like these two monkey populations. We talked about this, right? Mm -hmm. And this one monkey, these, these one monkeys, like this one tribe or whatever of monkeys started like washing their potatoes and stuff before they ate them. Yeah. And completely uncontacted the other group of monkeys started doing it like almost immediately on the other side, on the, the other island. side, on the other yeah, side of the Island, right. no contact. Yeah. No, nothing. And is that a coincidence? Probably not. Or is that somehow how, how ideas work? Mm. That once there is an idea, once someone does it, then that idea exists. And then someone else is like, oh, okay, I get it. Like maybe you've arrived to it independently, but there's no coincidence. There can't be a coincidence that it happened so close at almost the same time. Mm. Mm. That just reminded me of a meme I saw today. And it was like, so you're telling me some ape ate a mushroom <laughs> that grew out of shit and now I have to go to my nine to five to hold up my like uh like fucking identity, da yeah. da, da, da whatever Seriously. the rest was. But oh my god. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's how well it works. again, even yeah. you can even think of mushroom existence, here. existence oh. in itself. And how and and have we ever taken steps back? 
are we in a period where we've taken steps back mm. in in things moving right like was there you know that whole younger dryas thing with Randall Carlson and uh, Graham Hancock you know, know so they talk about the younger dryas was uh, a, a small ice age that we had about 12,000 years ago mm, okay. and it abruptly ended about 10,000 years ago like like abruptly meaning like uh, in 100 years but yeah. like an ice age meaning it was probably like 10 degrees cooler across the globe mm. so there was mad glaciers like basically all of canada was under like two two miles of ice wow uh like in you know, an ice age right yeah, so yeah. basically all life existed like around the equator and like near um the coastlines um but then like around 10,900 years ago or something like that it, you can tell in the ge- in the geologic records we like snapped out of the out of the younger dryas we snapped out of this ice age and there's a lot of reasons why but there's the pretty much the the consensus is that we got hit with comets yeah and it and it flash melted the the like the glaciers so it hit around here in Canada. It hit one of the glaciers, and flash melted all this shit. The sea levels rose. Like uh, crazy floods would have happened. It killed like all megafauna in North America. So we used to have like big giant bears. We used to have lions and crazy giant animals like big sloths and shit. Mm. <laughs> so you know avocados, they yeah. exist, and their seeds are so fucking big is because giant sloths used to eat them like berries. And they would shit out the seeds. And that's why they're so fucking big is because these are giant sloths that would eat these things. That's fucking funny. Yeah. So like, but those things existed in North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like tunnels that they dug that that still exist. And they're like, how these, and fucking sloths, like huge, man. I'm talking like, yeah, like 10 foot tunnels. What? Like tall, like, you know what I'm saying? Big. Crazy. Um, and uh, these all existed until this crazy fucking flood There's happened. So much shit. And every us. every ancient culture, the only thing that that is um, that is consistent through every ancient culture and religion and story is there's a flood myth. Mm. There's always something that happened. There was a flood, Noah's Ark, whatever. Something happened, and uh, the sinking of Atlantis. Plato mm. actually wrote in one of his one of his um, writings. He wrote the date of when Atlantis sunk. And it correlates with when this younger Dryas thing ended. Oh, so there could wow. have been a place like if Atlant- like any city, in yeah. fact, that existed on the coastline would have been fucked. <laughs> like this would have yeah. like, and and it, it's not like it's not like ooh floods we. It's like floods that are full of like it's water that's like a, a mile high, yeah, at least filled with filled with fucking stone and yeah. trees Nothing and fucking it. other animals. Like yeah. it's wiping out whatever exists. And like, even if that happened to today, sorry, even if that happened to us today, nothing's fucking surviving. That's like a sweet technology. No. Like hard drives are fucked. Yeah. Anything that's like high technology is fucked. The only thing that would exist Damn, are so like stone like shit. S- Everything would be fucked. Yeah. Wouldn't even, they wouldn't even be like, you know what I'm saying? Like no. when I'm talking like water, like, like, yeah. like higher than buildings, like way yeah. higher, mm-hmm. like coming in peace. Yeah. And like, there's like evidence on like floodplains and stuff. Like, it looks like yep. the the sand of a beach. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, under the water, it gets like that. Yeah, it looks like this when you take a big bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. 
it looks like this, like in Montana and shit, but on like huge, like each one's like three miles, like big, big. Wow. How else could that ever fucking exist Jeez. without that much fucking water coming through? Wow. But but no one really is down with the whole flood thing like that existed. They know that it, they know that it abrupt the younger dries abruptly ended, and they're pretty convinced that it was an impact of something. Whether it was an asteroid or whether it was um, a coronal mass ejection, which is like this crazy like magnetic pulse that can come from the sun, and if it hits our our magnetic field, it like turns the atmosphere mm. into pure lightning. Lightning storm. Like lightning mm. comes down like rain. Mm. Yeah. And that could have flash melted the polar ice caps as well. Mm. So that's a crazy hmm. thought. So anyway, that's that whole idea that if if we did exist as a civilization civilization before. There's no real proof. And the whole idea is that people that did survive, the very few, went to Amazon and went to like tribes in Africa and like brought them this knowledge. Mm. And then they wrote them down as like, these are fucking pure gods coming at us with this shit. They're coming at us with crazy knowledge. Because if we came, if we went to an uncontacted tribe today and showed them an iPhone, they'd fucking trip balls. Yeah, you can't even get yeah. you you can't even get close. You can't to some get of close them to them. The ones that are are yeah. truly uncontacted, yeah, they'll fucking pump you full of arrows for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But if you could, and you could even like a lighter would probably make them trip balls. Oh, for sure. oh yeah, right. It's that whole idea, right? Fucking iPhone. Yeah, yeah. right. One of those like laser. Yeah, like, anything. Lighters. A torch lighter. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, any lighter, but yeah, oh. <laughs> so funny. literally like, any like. <laughs> Practically anything. Well, like, it's got to be up. sick. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 Brandon. They've never seen a lighter. Anything, <laughs> right? so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. What? Right? So, True. like, so, so <laughs> yeah. that's what they, so that's why they think, like, the Aztecs were, like, aliens came or, like, these gods came mm. and they were carrying these handbags. There's, like, this one weird, like, bag-looking thing. It looks like a, like, a cartoon version of a purse, but it's, like, almost, like, any like megalithic site has these like weird little images of these small purses that these beings, larger beings are carrying. Huh. And, and it's old school, really ancient like pictography or whatever, where yeah, they'll yeah. usually show someone bigger as like, that means they're more important. It didn't necessarily meant that they were literally physically larger yeah. in real life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, Oh, they're aliens. They're bigger. They have weird like lizard heads or like weird, like, god like shit but again it was this this was a document to them so it had to contain a lot of information so they did weird shit that wasn't exactly a representation of reality right but again that could have been the idea that that these people came down that survived and were like yes this is how we're going to rebuild civilization and then they did and they taught them how to do shit they taught them how to do and they tried their best to recreate what they had even without um, without all the shit like that got wiped away in the flood. So that's what, who knows, who knows? So again, we could have like, there's no proof that where we are today is the smartest we've ever been mm-hmm. as a civilization or the most right. talented or the most artistic or the most whatever. We just know what we know. Yeah. It's just what it is. But at any point, like there's even, even before this, there was like this genetic bottleneck where we got down to like a couple thousand humans on earth. Right. Mm. So like, yeah, there was Mm. this that they know and they can they can go back. Anthropologists or whoever can go back and be like, at one point, we almost got wiped off. Like we almost were extinct as a as a species. So we're really we're much more related than anyone thinks because we basically had like a thousand people 
the genetic the gene pool is very small right. at one point. So again, you know, up, who knows if this is who knows if this is the if this is the final our final yeah. form or if or if we've been there and if we have been there before, can we you know, it's the opposite of the multiverse like I said, can we access our our ancient history, right? Like can we access what our what our ancestors have done and like what they've been through in the wars and shit? Cuz like I swear sometimes I feel like Mm. I'm somehow connected to like ancient, mm-hmm. at, even not even that far back, just a couple hundred years, like some crazy Polish guy was swinging a sword. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, you feel yeah. that weird shit, right? For like sure. some ancient, I'm so glad you brought that up. For fucking, sure. you know, uh, English dude, like every with a fucking war, mace or like some French guy, like bow and arrow someone. Every war film I've ever seen, I've cried in mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know any family history of war. Like I just, of course, like having English background, I can only assume, but it's like almost every single war film I've ever seen, I will tear up at a certain point because it's just overwhelmingly like, yeah, I don't know. It's not interesting. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what the feeling is. You it's a connection. I mean? And yeah, it exactly. might even yeah, be, this, you might even be able to like categorize a it as nostalgia empathy. in a yeah. weird way, even though you've never actually Possibly. experienced it, right? In Possibly. a weird way. Yeah. Right, because there's that's, you know the the Greek form of nostalgia is a pain from an old wound, mm-hmm. right? So like, is that somehow cross cross generational, cross dimensional, whatever it is, yeah. and is that just the filmmakers or whatever trying to elicit something too? Doing really well, yeah. Absolutely. But but again, I think there's something you mm-hmm. know, especially yeah. you know, and there is history, especially any like European descendant, like there's much more like history close to now where shit went down, but you take anybody and you go back for farther for far enough in history. And like their ancestors like went through some major yeah. shit. Yeah. And like they Everyone obviously exist to today. So like the people who survived found a way to fucking survive and, and you know, procreate. Mm. So like how much of that is inside you? Right. Mm. Like how much of that. And then again, how much can you access and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it, again, is that's that multiverse theory where we don't we experience time the way we experience it. But if time exists all at once, everywhere, everything all at once, if time mm. exists in that way, mm. we are that ancient person now. And we're right. also that future person right, right now. Right. Yeah. Mind blown. I fucking enjoy it because I think it's just how. Whether it's whether you actually ever get the experience of that, the idea of it mm-hmm. is so empowering. Totally. It's like um, what's it called? I don't know how the line was said or who said it, but it was like the idea of like going into anything you do mm-hmm. with the power of all your ancestors behind yeah. you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're about to go up to bat, like swing with all of your ancestors' strength. Yeah. Like that idea mm-hmm. was in just a lot of the things that used to be narrated to us and things like that. Whereas now it is, I don't know. Is it a focus much anymore? Is that still being taught? I don't, I don't know. I think it's something to be kept in mind, but yeah, again, like whether we're ever actually going to be able to be on psychedelics and things like that, feel those realities or Mm -hmm. verses or what they feel like. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. And is that psychedelic, just that, that portal that opens to that, diff- to that mm-hmm. or, or is time. it just opens you to being more malleable to those different, those different wavelengths? Just like a little it, glimpse. Yeah. Like, does it, well, it's like, does why it, do we, yeah. why do we come out of uh, mushrooms so much and being like reminder, reminder, yeah. reminder? Mm. Right. It's like, 
okay, well, that was very significant for me of like, oh, I don't feel like I learned new information. Yeah. It was just like, you forgot this. Totally. Mm, and and I think that that speaks to like the whole collective unconscious thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Is that all this information is available at all times. We can, our brain does have the capacity to remember everything all, like that it's ever seen and ever experienced. It's so funny to not say the name of the movie all the time. I know, right? right. <laughs> like, it just relates. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. That's how deep this movie is too, right? Like that everything is, is being, is, um, like they never missed a thing no like they they it's it's a very meticulous movie it's just like you said there's that is everything you can put into one movie you can be young you can be old so far like you'll take a lot yeah well because there's there's you know just to yeah just to get back to it briefly but like comedy action Mm. drama you know everything Mm -hmm. everything roller coaster of every emotion acting was so good man Mm. like just a tremendous movie. So it was if anyone's amazing. out yes. there, go see go it if you haven't it. seen it. Please check it out. Um, that's a great way to. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect little ending there. Yeah. I think yeah. again, you know, open those portals. Be 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 open be, to be it. open to the possibilities because again, you know, mm-hmm. believe believe that that anything can happen. Yeah, you know, it's 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 possible. Anything can happen. Anything will happen. Anything has happened, and anything is happening. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you just got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, I think that's it. You yeah. got to be ready for it. If you well, feel so. any tickle, follow it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Follow <laughs> yeah. your nose wherever follow it goes. It. Yes. <laughs> Where can they find you? Uh, Jack Inst- Williams. Yeah, by Jack Williams yeah. on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's the main one. Christian Abino Check it out on, on Instagram. Instagram. Nice. Yeah. Link us, collab. Yes, for sure. Video and, and, and paint. You can go anywhere and everywhere. 100%. Uh, yeah. The yeah, visual. Man. And then, yeah, check out Reckless Harbor, everyone, who, who hasn't yes. checked it out yet. We got all your artistic needs right here. The man. The visual. Man. The auditory. And the cinematography. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Beautifully said. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for listening on to us. Uh, to us go super deep here. Um, I hope you have seen the movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. If not... Go see it right now um, and uh, then watch the rest of this podcast <laughs> or watch what just happened. Because if you're here now, you probably watched all the way up to this point. Anyway, thanks for joining. Um, again, uh, if you like the podcast, please give us a five star review. I know it doesn't seem like much, but it does mean a lot to us. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you know when we uh, drop the next video. Um, and uh, again, share it with your friends if you can. Let everyone know. Uh, if you if you let one friend know, we'll double the podcast overnight. If you want to hit us up on anything, Instagram or Twitter, it's uh, at the Big Mark Podcast or at the Big Mark Pod. Um, and then if you want to donate to us, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Big Mark Pod. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon, everyone. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.